Six considerations when planning your safari. This is the Wildmap Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. And after a conversation that I had with a client yesterday evening, I've been thinking about this, and even though we've done similar things in the past, I think it's time for us to just kind of revisit these six things that you need to consider when you're planning your safari. Now, a lot of people will ask, are we talking safari here, or are we talking photo safari? Now, these two, a safari and a photographic safari, to me, they differ by degree, not by kind. You see, even if my mom had to go on a safari, she doesn't own a camera, she never has. However, she will be taking a lot of pictures on her mobile device in order to share with the grandkids and the children and so on. So the, any safari that you go on, there is a photographic element. And I'm going to include that as one of my points in here, the images you, try, you, you want to get. So in no particular order, but I'm going to run them like this because it makes sense to me. The six things that you need to consider when you're planning your safari. Now, the first one overall is the experience. So I recently returned from Iceland where I hosted a photo tour, a landscape photo tour. We did see horses, but it's definitely not a wildlife trip. And there is something special about the experience in Iceland. One of my clients commented as well that for her, the the ability to be on your own for a while in that environment to just shoot, have your own headspace, then meet with other people to do your thing and then go off and do your own thing again, that to her was what she needed. And that's a beautiful thing. On other trips, you're not going to get that. If you're, for example, on a Masai Mara trip with us, there is a maximum of 12 people. There's going to be two guides, like two of myself, and all the wild eye staff. So it's not that you can really just walk away and do your own thing photographically because you're in a vehicle. Right. So what kind of experience are you looking for? Are you looking for something very chill and laid back and kind of a little bit more holistic right? Or are you looking to be in a vehicle all day from six to six? Or are you hoping to get out on foot, for example? Because if you want to get on foot, it'll determine where you go because you can't do that everywhere. If you want to be out in the vehicle all day long, that's going to determine where you look to travel to because some reserves aren't really conducive to spending all day out there. Madikwe comes to mind. It's a beautiful reserve for morning and evening game drives, which is the stock standard thing there. But Sometimes in winter, we might do full day drives. But other than that, you're wasting your time. It gets so damn hot that all the animals hide, especially in summer when it's thick. You don't want to be driving all day. Whereas if you want to spend all day in the vehicle, maybe the Masamara should be on your list. So first on is experience. What kind of experience are you looking to get? Right. Second on my list is the time of year. When do you want to travel? Or rather, when can you travel? When will the boss allow you to travel? So every single person that I've ever spoken to who, who's planning their first safari is, when is the best time? Now, the answer there is a bit, lo- it, it, it's a double kind of loaded question, because best time for what? I can go January through December, and I'll be able to give you a destination in Africa that is good at that time of year. So when you are looking, once you've decided what experience you want, decide when can you travel? Are you going to go in the American uh, summer holidays? Or can you travel anytime? Are you going to do over December, January? So each of those will then determine. The time of the year will also then have to link up. For example, if you can travel in August, then the Great Migration becomes a possibility. If you want to travel in, I'm thinking here, Uh, If you want to travel in, for example, January, then you could see Northern Lights. If you can travel in May, June, July, then you could see polar bears in Svalbard. So 
the experiences first, then the time of year. The next one, which is pretty obvious to me, is what species do you want to see? So the conversation I had with one of my clients yesterday is it came up as when can I see lions or where can I see lions? And I had to really rack my brain in order to find a reserve where you're going to struggle to find lions. If you have lions in an area and you stay for three or four days, you will see them. The Masai Mara, you'll be, you'll be driving past lions because you see so many, right? So if you're going to say to me, you want to see a pangolin, then I'm probably not taking you to Medikwe, right? We might look at Swalu, which is heavy on on that kind of experience. Well, normally it's changed a little bit, but different discussion. Uh, the Masai Mara, our guys have had very good luck, but I wouldn't anchor an entire trip around a pangolin. Elephants, leopards, lions, polar bears, lemurs, tigers, these kind of things will determine where you need to go in order to best maximize your chances of seeing it. So what experience do you want? What time of year can you travel? And what species do you want to see? Now, linked very closely to species is what kind of landscapes are you into? For example, East Africa, as a generalization, is a lot more open these rolling grasslands as far as you can see versus Southern Africa, which is Sabi Sands, Madikwe, Timbavati, these places, Kruger National Park. They tend to be a thicker environment, more, more bush felt, where your view and your visual range isn't always that huge like it is in the Masamara. So if you grew up and you looked at books and you saw these rolling hills with little umbrella-shaped trees and that's the Africa you want, then you're going to have to look at the Masamara at Serengeti, East Africa, basically right? Um, if you're looking for rainforests, then you ain't going to be looking for lions, then you're looking for gorillas. So experience, the time of year, what species are you after? What kind of landscapes are you expecting? And then for my photographers out there, but like I said, even if you're just traveling with your iPhone, what kind of images do you want to get? Are you looking, for example, for a, a sunset with a giraffe silhouette in it, right? Then you're going to have to go to the Masamara because those kind of scenes is way more likely in that ecosystem than it is in the Sabi Sands. Are you looking for a close-up of a leopard, for example? Then Masamara could work, but I would probably say to you, let's look at South Luangwa or Sabi Sands. If you are looking to create, uh, let's say, motion blur images of animals running, go to the Great Migration, there's shit running all over the place, right? So you can pan there. So the type of images that you want to create will also help you determine where you want to go. And then this is both uh, an internal wildlife thing, but also in general, in bigger picture, is the guide you travel with. Now, it's very normal for people to be attracted to a certain guide because of their style, their personality, their sense of humor, whatever it might be. Now, there is a big plus side to traveling with a guide you know because you know how they're going to host you they know how they're going to put the experience together the kind of images they can help you to get so i would also highly highly recommend that if you normally for example travel with me i would highly recommend you go and tra you travel with luke or with michael apple sammy or with um with johan because apart from a different experience they're going to help you create a different uh, uh type of image it's the same as I can say the same thing to you over and over and over again, like your teacher at school, you don't hear it. But when someone else says that same thing to you, suddenly it clicks. I'm not saying don't ever travel with me again, but I do think it's worth exploring other guides and going to places that they specialize in. I, for example, run the Svalbard trips for Wild Eye. Uh, nobody else does that. So maybe consider coming with me if you normally travel with Johan and vice versa. Like Johan does tigers. If you travel with me, go with Johan to tigers. 
So again, my six things to look for, experience. What kind of experience are you after? What time of year can you travel, right? What species do you wanna see? And number four, what landscapes are you expecting? Number five, what kind of images are you hoping to get? And then which guide do you wanna travel with? And maybe which guide can you travel with? Now, if I speak to someone who's never traveled, these are kind of the questions I would ask them. The other things that I haven't got on here uh, would start going towards how long would you want to travel? Uh, what is your per person budget? Because a private guided trip, for example, is not going to cost you less than $1,000 a day at the, at, the, at the low end. But you can get a pretty decent custom tour safari for that. So the budget and the duration of your travel as well would be a big thing to consider. But uh, I hope that gives you some indication, some idea of which way to look. And if you have any other questions, please get in touch. Um, I could always put you in touch with Emma or Tanya or the, the ladies in my office who plan these trips day by day for people. So they'll be able to answer your questions. Or if you just want to hit me up on Instagram, Jerry Fennevolt, or an email, jerry at wildeye.co.za. All the links are in the description. And I would be happy to assist in order to put something together for you that match your expectations. I think at the end of the day, the people who, who manage their expectations and who allow other people to help them to manage their expectations are the ones that's going to win. And it's, there's nothing worse than arriving at a place, having a certain expectation, and then it not being that at all. I 100% believe that if you work through these six things, I'll say them one more time, experience, time of year, species, landscape, what kind of images do you want, and the guy that's hosting you. If you look at those, I'm pretty sure you are going to hit it on the head with the expectations, and you're in for a great, great safari. So if you guys have any questions, please get in touch. Let me know. I'm glad to help, and then I will chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.